this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. We welcome you to the podcast today. We're starting a brand new series called Future Trends. Future Trends is going to be taking us through a topic called Bible Prophecy. This will be somewhat different than our study through Mark that we recently completed in that we're not going to go just through, uh, for example, just a book like the Gospel of Mark, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, but we're taking more of a topical approach on the whole concept of what does the Bible say is going to happen in the future. If you remember from the Gospel of Mark, when Christ was crucified, died for our sins, and was resurrected the third day, that after that, he ascended into heaven. And at that event, when he ascended into heaven, there were angels present. And those angels had a message for the disciples as they witnessed the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 1, verse 10, we read, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So the Lord Jesus Christ, when he ascended, immediately God had angel messengers there to tell the believers who saw all of this happen, Jesus is returning. And it is true, Jesus will return. Well, in our series, Future Trends, discussing what the Bible says about the future, one of the concepts that I want you to bear in mind is one of the best ways to hide something is to hide it in plain sight. This is the whole concept of camouflage. Camouflage is where something that's there, that's obvious, blends in with the background, blends in with its surroundings. It's lost from view because of what is around it. That is too often true of of us as we think about the Bible, uh, the Bible's predictions about what is going to happen in the future. It's right there to be read, and if we clear away all the confusion, we can see the trends right in front of us in the day in which we live of how all of this could come about in our day. Now, I'm not date setting. I don't have any special insight about when the Lord's returning, but we can see the trends. We can see the the flow of the river, so to speak, and we know that it's heading for a waterfall. And that's what I want to make sure that you know about, that you realize that the things that we need to know are right there in front of us, but we have to have eyes to see them. And and, uh, as Jesus talked about, listening to him. We have to have ears to hear. One of the things that Christ mentioned that's that's shocking 
is uh, actually back in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, Mark 8, 38. He had a question there, or he, he made a statement there, rather, in Mark 8, 38. Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. What a somber warning. As we begin to study future trends, Bible prophecy about what's coming in the future of mankind, it would be a, a very easy and understandable temptation for you to say, well, I don't want to know about this, or I don't want to tell anybody about this because they'll, they'll think I'm crazy. Um, I, I, I can't really believe the Bible predicts these things. And you're going to be right on the spot of, of being tempted to be ashamed of Christ and his words. Don't do that. Remain true and faithful to who Jesus is and what he says. And he will be glad to call you one of his. Does that make sense? So as we talk about these things, if, if you don't have a background in this, you are going to hear some things that you are going to say, the Bible says that. And for many of you who were raised in church around the things of God, around Scripture, this is going to refresh your, your memory from what you've been taught in the past and learned in the past. But I'm going to with the best that I can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to click the seatbelt here for you and help you see that many of the things that were prophesied, we're starting to see those trends right in front of us in the day in which we live. And we could well be living in the generation that will see the return of Christ. Now, that's a pretty bold statement, but I think as we go through this, if you'll stay with me, this will become pretty evident to you as well. Now, if the Lord chooses, all of this can happen a thousand years from now. I get that. But I'm just saying the things that we see about future Bible prophecy, it's fairly easy, as you, as you will discover as we go forward, to realize that we're living in a day when these things could actually be fulfilled in our lifetime. Now, here's another thing that I want you to realize. And for, for many Christians, there's a temptation to take things like Bible prophecy and say, well, it probably really doesn't mean that. It probably just means this and this and kind of water it down and, you know, make it go away. And as we think about past prophecies in the Bible, and I want you to, uh, at least metaphorically speaking, write this down on your heart and mind. The Bible has a very funny way of fulfilling Bible prophecy literally. I'll give you a simple example. In the Old Testament, it was prophesied that one of the ways the Jewish people would be able to know who was their Messiah, King, and Savior is that he would ride into Jerusalem on a, on a donkey, right? You know, you remember that prophecy. 
Well, let me ask you, how did Jesus come into Jerusalem that final time? Uh, he was literally riding on a donkey. The donkey, by the way, is the only animal in the world that has a cross on its back. If you look at a donkey from above, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I'll give you another example. Uh, Judas betraying Christ. He did it for 30 pieces of silver, and it was thrown down in the temple, uh, just literally like the Old Testament said would happen. It was prophesied that Christ would be crucified and that he would rise the third day. All of that happened just as was predicted in the Old Testament. So there's no good reason, no intelligent reason why when we read Bible prophecy, that we would not expect God to literally fulfill what he says. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And I think you'll see this very clearly, as I mentioned before, as we go through this topic. I do want to read today an entire chapter. I'm, I'm probably not going to make a lot of comments on it, but I want you to get the feel for what the early church heard. This was written by the Apostle Paul uh, early in, in Christian church history. It's in a book called Second Thessalonians. That's near the middle of the New Testament toward the last half of the Bible. And we read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that would be what we call the rapture of the church, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, that is, an a an apostasy, a defection from the true faith in Christ, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This would be the one that we often uh, call the Antichrist. All right, back to verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth, that is, prevents, like the Holy Spirit, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of righteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion 
that they should believe a lie. And in the Greek text, it's literally believe the lie. That is, that this Antichrist is God. Verse 12, that they might all be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which we have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. That was Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. There's a lot in that, a whole lot in that, that we're going to break down as we go through future trends of Bible prophecy. This podcast episode here basically is setting the stage for the podcast that will follow. I don't know how long we'll be in this series, maybe just a few weeks, or it could be longer, but some of the topics we're going to talk about as we go through this is hell on earth, and that would be the Great Tribulation. When is that? What is that? When is that coming? Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a passage of Scripture that is in Luke 21, 34 to 36, where we find that there's a trap. There's a trap that is set, and it's going to be sprung on the entire world. I believe that's a technology trap, or or part of the trap. Let me put it that way. Part of how this trap happens is the use of technology, and we'll be discovering, uh, discovering what that is and discussing that. Things like artificial intelligence, social scores, facial recognition cameras, and so forth. We're going to be talking about persecution of true believers in Christ. Did you know that right now around the world, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of believers are being openly persecuted for their faith? I mean, literally persecuted, tortured in many cases, yet they will not renounce Christ. Amen. We're going to talk about government hostility to faith in Christ. We're going to talk about defection from the truth of God's word and deception regarding Christ and his word. We're going to talk about apostasy where professing Christians and and the professing Christian church begins to fall away from the real Christ of the Bible and what he said in the Bible to become ashamed of Christ and his words as he predicted. We're going to talk a little bit about America. Whatever happened to America, (laughs) we're going to find out as we go through this. Uh, Topics like Chrislam, where 
I believe people are falling into error and false teaching, false doctrine, trying to equate Christianity and Islam. They are incompatible, and yet people are trying to morph those into one common faith today. Listen, as we talk about future trends and Bible prophecy and hiding things in plain sight and trying to to see what's really in front of us that's easy to miss, we have to think about this saying. I heard somebody say once, well, I'm not sure where we are going, but we're making good time. (laughs) Unfortunately, that describes the world and way too many Christians and churches today. We don't know where we're going, but boy, are we getting there fast. Well, you know, like I said, if we're in a river and a waterfall's ahead, that's not a good thing. We need to know what's coming up. There was once a New York Yankee baseball player played catcher, and later he was the coach of the New York Yankees. His name was Yogi Berra. Now, that's not Yogi Bear, the cartoon character, but Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra had a number of yogi-isms. And the funny thing is nobody knows uh, probably to this day if he meant what he said or he was just having fun with people. But one of his yogi Berraisms is if you don't know where you're going, you may end up someplace else. I want you to think about that. But uh, in a strange way, that describes where I think we are as Christians and churches today. We've, we've lost our way in terms of Bible prophecy. Many uh, uh, professing Christians, many pastors and teachers, churches are embarrassed about the topic of future Bible prophecy. They are ashamed of Christ and the words of Christ in this regard. They don't teach on it. They don't want to talk about it. They regard it as something that's irrelevant. What a shame. What a disaster. But you are not going to be one of those people if you stay with me. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about and where we want to go uh, and see in this. I didn't want to make this a heavy podcast today. I just wanted it to kind of set up things for you. And we will let you know soon when we get to the episode where we begin to really dive into some of this. So I thank you for listening in. And if you have a question relating to Bible prophecy, you can email that to me at pastoredhill at gmail.com, pastoredhill at gmail.com. I also invite you to tell your friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors about This Week in the Word. They can find it on Apple iTunes and Google Play, I believe. Um, Also, they just get the app directly, www.dredhill.podbean.com, dredhill.podbean.com, and just download the app. It's free. They can listen free. When they type that in, remember the the doctor part, the DR, has no period after. It's just dredhill.com. Dot podbean.com. If your church might be interested in having a evangelistic series or Bible prophecy teaching or just teaching from the Scripture verse by verse, a week in the Word, contact me, 
pastoredhill at gmail.com. I have Bible and will travel. Thank you. God bless you for listening. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye-bye.